Welcome back to Becoming Nice on Scene, everybody. It is your host, Jackie Zook. It is another awesome day for another awesome episode of how to become next on scene in your field of business or in your passion. Before I bring on my amazing guests today, I always like to start with a marketing tip to get your week started and then a self-care tip of things I'm incorporating, which to be honest, my podcast today is a lot about self-care and really cool stuff around intuition and stuff like that. So we'll talk more about that later. So my marketing tip of the day is going to be the value of planning ahead and taking the weight off of things that do not feel good. They feel exhausting to do. So the first thing I want to share about planning ahead is this upcoming maternity leave in about a month. I will be taking maternity leave and that initially overwhelmed me, but I've actually started to really get better at planning in advance with work, with my team, with all the things. And it just makes life way less stressful. So if it means getting an organizer or finding new ways to really help take the load off, do it. And that's so funny because it incorporates into my second piece of like outsourcing. And I probably have said this numerous times on this show, like outsourcing, what does not feel good to you? Because the reason for that is, I guess this kind of is with self-care too. If it's not serving you well, you're not going to be good at it and the results are going to be crap. So do not half-ass what doesn't feel good. Find the right help and then you'll actually make more money. You'll feel better. You'll have more time off and life will be so much better. So um, those are my marketing tip and self-care tips of the week. Now I'm so excited to share my amazing guest today. We have the amazing medium Mari. She is one incredible psychic medium. She's a best-selling author. She's an animal communicator and so much more. So we really deep dive in how she got into the field and shares all about what she's up to. And of course, we talk about trends with the holidays coming up and all the things. So I'm, I'm so excited for you to meet Mari. So stay tuned for the amazing medium Mari. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene. Welcome back to Becoming Next On Scene, everybody. I am so excited to be here with the amazing medium, Mari. She is a psychic medium, an animal communicator, a spiritual teacher, a best-selling author, and a finder of lost pets, which honestly, Mari, I'm really excited to discuss more about with you later. So tell us, first of all, like how you fell into this world of mediumship and like how you evolved into that. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Glad to be here. And, you know, it's it's hard to say how I sort of got into this because what I always tell people is, you know, I was born this way. And as my youngest memory that I have is like talking to angels and seeing spirit. And as a little kid, I mean, I'm talking like five years old. That was just a normal thing for me. And I was thinking, okay, well, I guess this happens to everybody. And this is what's going on in everybody's bedroom. But um, at some point, I realized that that was not the case, and I was kind of the weird kid that would be talking to the trees and talking to the animals, and you know how kids are. They can be mean, and so they would make fun of me, and then I kind of realized, well, maybe this isn't something that I should advertise, and then I just kind of kept it to myself, but it was always with me. 
And just as I got older, I got, you know, more involved in regular life, quote unquote, I became a therapist and a mom and all that, but spirit was always with me. And then they just kind of kept nudging me to get more involved in this world. And then eventually I just said, okay, I give up I'm doing it. So is there like a history of mediumship in the family or no? Um, there really isn't a history of mediumship, but I feel like my grandmother was really psychic and it does run in families. I'm not sure about my mom. We haven't really had that conversation, but my grandmother would, you know, we would be in an event and she would point at someone and be like, oh, that that, that lady's pregnant. I'm like, what are you talking about, Nana? And she's like, no, she's pregnant. I was like, well, as far as I know, she's not. And I, you know, we've talked about this and she that doesn't know she's pregnant. And then later on, like a month later, she, the woman found out she was pregnant. So my Nana knew it before the woman did. So I think it, it definitely does run in family. Wow. And so how do your kids feel about it? Like growing up with a mom who's a medium? Yeah, well, it's interesting. I mean, I think when they were younger, they might've been a little embarrassed just to be honest, because, you know, you want to be normal and you want you know your friends to be accepting of you. But now that they're a little bit older, they think it's really cool. And my daughter, who's in college, you know, she has like her own tarot cards. I mean, I'm not, she's probably not going to get involved in this, but my kids are very psychic and they're very connected to spirits. And now they think it's kind of cool that they're older. But when they were younger, they were like, mom, don't say anything to my teachers, you know, because they didn't want to be embarrassed, which I understand. Because not everybody understands this. No, it's so true. I'm so fascinated by your world. I love it. So I was like so excited to have you on because I could talk about this stuff for hours. That so awesome. tell me more about like, because obviously there's psychic mediumship and then connecting to animals, I feel like it's such a niche thing that not a lot of mediums openly discuss that they do. So how did that evolve? And is that related? Like how, explain that more. Yeah, well, that's interesting. That's a really good question because for whatever reason, I don't know why, but in this world, the spiritual world, there's sort of not like a stigma, but there's a feeling of, oh, it's hard to connect to animals. And so when I was growing more in the work and studying and training, that's just sort of the vibe in the community. Oh, it's hard to connect to animals. And I was like, well, why? I mean, they're just souls and spirits just like we are. So why would it be any more difficult? And so at one point I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to try to connect animals. And so when I did that, it was the same as if I was talking to a spirit. And in some ways it's easier because animals are so pure, as you know, I mean, they don't have jealousy and they're not like plotting revenge on us. Not most of them. My cat sometimes I think is, but most of the time they're not, but um, so their, their souls a lot more pure and it feels like a lot easier for me anyway to connect to them. And so I just started doing it and they just started talking to me and I was like, okay, well, I guess this works. So cool. So who was like, what was the first animal you ever connected with? Do you remember that? I remember, I do remember one of my early clients and this was a little kitty and it was interesting because I remember and it was an older person and I think it was the only person that's paid me by check because she didn't know how to use the inner the interwebs. And I completely get that because I'm practically there myself. But um, I remember that because she, you know, she wanted to hire me and she's like, well, I can't, I don't have the internet, I'll send you a check. So she did that and she had a cat that she wanted me to connect to. And the cat's, you know, the cat's name was Baby. And so I was connected to the cat and telling her, you know, this, that about the cat. But the cat kept showing me a blueberry. And I was like, why is the cat showing me a blueberry? You know, because the way the animals and people communicate, it's not like they come up to you and they're like, hey, Mari, you know, it's Fred and this is what I'm doing. And you know, this was the job I had. It's not like that. It's 
least for me and for most mediums, um, I'm very clairvoyant, which means I see things energetically. So they'll drop in an image or a picture or a clip of a movie. And then from that, we have to interpret what they're talking about. So this cat just kept showing me blueberry, blueberry. So to me, I'm like, okay, do they like to eat blueberries? You know, what's the deal? So I asked the woman about the blueberry and she kind of started crying. She's like, well, when I got him, that was what his name was originally. And he was trying to tell me that that was his name. And then she changed it to baby. And so I just remember that as one of the early readings that I did on an animal. And it was very touching. So cool. And what about one of your most memorable readings on a person? Can you share about Well, that? there's a lot of them. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I can imagine. I'm sure. I mean, you know, they're not all like crazy. And, you know, people see mediumship or they see it in the movies and there's like spooky ghosts and things floating around. And that, you know, doesn't usually happen. The movies do sensationalize everything. Um, but, you know, and sometimes the readings are just like, you know, they're here and they love you. It's not always, you know, cis bamboo, but there certainly have been plenty of readings that are very unusual. And I remember this, it's a little bit of a longer story, but it's an amazing story, I think. I had a, I have a very large window in one of my rooms. You're talking like, you know, eight feet high, 10 feet wide, gigantic window. And I had the shade and it broke and it was a custom shade. And it took me for, I couldn't find anybody to fix the shade. So it was literally like six months. And I'm trying to find someone to find someone. Finally, miracle, I get someone to fix the shade. And the guy comes and he comes, he takes the shade down and I had readings and this was back in the day before COVID when it was in person. And he comes and he takes the shade down and on top of the sill, we're talking like 10 feet up and like a one inch sill, there's some, a pair of dice, red dice. And I'm like, okay, like, you know, I mean, I know the world I live in. I know there's no one whipping dice around in this room. So it's pretty weird. And they were way high up just perched on the still on the still and I was like okay that's got to be a sign from spirit and so I went about my day and I went and, and I did my readings and my very last reading of the day long story short was about this guy that was a gambler and he was heavily involved in gambling and during the reading those dice kind of flashed up and I'm like no I just want to let you know that he's putting dice in my hand and she's like yeah you know he had a like it's her her son um, he had a, a real trouble with gambling and that was, was eventually what ended up getting him killed because he had an addiction and he owed a bunch of money and he would play craps with the dice. I mean, before I'd left the house and these dice were sitting up on my, on my sill and my window frame, I took a picture and I said to the woman, I'm like, well, you're not going to believe this, but this morning spirit happened to drop these into my house. And I showed her a picture of the dice and she was like, oh my God, that's crazy. And I was like, I know it's totally crazy. So I don't know how it happens. I don't know how it works, but I know that dice just magically appeared in my house and (laughs) they were directly connected to, you know, that day's reading. So that was pretty cool. Wow. That is pretty cool. And like really random. Random, really random and memorable. Like that's yeah, exactly a good from my end as like a human being. I'm like, oh, I can't get the shade changed. That's driving me crazy. But it it's because it wasn't time, and everything has to happen within its own time. And it was that it had to be changed that morning, right before I saw this woman to see the you know, the whole thing. So it's, it's just amazing. Yeah, that's yeah, so cool. I'm really yeah. I love this stuff. That's super cool. Thank <laughs> you. Thank so can you, you yeah, also was... too, and you wrote the book, Heaven Sent, you like collaborated with some other authors, right? Can yes. you share about that too? 
Absolutely. It's a very beautiful book. It's all about animals that have touched our hearts in amazing ways. So it's, uh, I have a chapter about my beautiful kitty, Mr. Fur, and other authors have chapters about their animals and, and horses and cats and dogs and everything. And it's just basically about how our animals mean so much in our lives and what they mean to us. And also sort of magical coincidences and things that happen with our animals. Like, for instance, in my part of the book, I talk about how my cat appeared to me after he crossed. And it, was, and it wasn't just seeing it energetically like I see in my work. I saw him with my actual eyes, which is very rare and it's very difficult for spirit to do. It takes a lot of energy. But I was really grateful because for me, it was like, he was coming in to say goodbye and it was just it meant so much for me to see him and there's other stories like that in the book it's you know if you get a copy make sure you have some tissues nearby because it is it does have some heartwarming moments in there oh i love it it's going to be in my magazine to anybody that's listening in my gift guide i'm really excited about that so that's super good <laughs> Awesome. Thank yeah, you. Super exciting. So, Mari, you're full of information. Let's talk more about self-care. And okay. also, like, with the holidays coming up, like Halloween and Thanksgiving, obviously a lot of people that have passed on try to reconnect, right? Can we talk more about that, too? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they say during Halloween or this time of year, the veil between the two worlds is thinning, and it's easier for people to connect with their loved ones. And let me just say that your loved ones and your pets are around you all the time. I mean, it's not like 24 hours a day, but it's not linear like it is in our world. Like if Uncle Frank is with you, it doesn't mean he can't be with his wife or on the other side at the same time. It's not, it's not like that. So during this time of year, it's a lot easier to sort of feel our loved ones or our pets near us. And it's not like it's going to be in the movies. It's not like someone's coming up and shaking you. But, you know, sometimes you might feel like it's almost like a breeze or the hairs on the back of your neck stand up or... Sometimes people will smell something like the perfume of their grandmother or cigarette smoke of their uncle. Um, and those are all ways that spirit is trying to get your attention. And it happens all the time. It's just in our everyday human world. Um, everybody just sort of, oh, whatever is coincidence. Oh, oh I, I made it up. You know, it's in my mind, but it's, it's not, you know, it's really not because they're not going to come and shake you and be like, hey, I'm here. It's, not. it's very subtle and you have to pay attention to those clues. And it's very comforting once you're able to open up and let that in because then you know you're not alone and right. your loved ones are with you. I love that. And then also too, on your TikTok, we were talking about pre-recording. I loved your tip yes. about like sharing the different ways that the angels connect with you, right? So there's like angel numbers. Can you share those three tips with us? I thought Yeah, it was absolutely. Yeah, I'm a new TikToker for anybody that's out there. She's doing great. Me. Anybody that's listening, <laughs> he's doing great. <laughs> Thank you. Well, come follow me on TikTok and Instagram, Media Mari. Um, yeah, it was just, I wanted to get on and let people know because people all the time ask, me like, how do I know my loved ones are here? How do I know there are angels? Um, and there's a lot of different signs that they will give, but some of the very common ones is they will give uh, like repeating numbers. So if every time you look at the clock, it's 1111 or 222 or something like that, that's just a way for them to get the, your attention. I'm also finding feathers in random places. Like I like to say, if you go to the beach and there's a ton of seagulls, that does not count. But <laughs> if you're in your closet or you're in your car or in a place where there wouldn't be feathers and there's suddenly a feather, pay attention to that. And also change, you know, that's why the, the pennies from heaven story came about. But 
a lot of times when I'm connecting with spirit, they'll give me specific change. I remember this is a weird story. You know, I guess a lot of my stories are weird, but for the normal person, but I specifically remember there was this one spirit I was connecting to and he told me to tell his loved ones to, they should take like a stack of pennies and stack them up in a certain place. Like they had like an altar in his memory and that he would come and move them. And they did that a few times and it happened and they would come and the pennies would be toppled over and it wasn't outside, it was inside. And so I just thought that was, I didn't think it was weird, but I was like, wow, that's so specific. I've never had a spirit tell me before, take these coins and stack them up. But that was one of his ways of getting the message along and, you know, finding change. And if you find a penny or nickel or whatever, look at the date on it, because that year could, you know, specifically pertain to your loved one. If it's, you know, whatever, 1971, then think about what happened in that year. That's another way that they connect. So cool. I always like thought like finding pennies, but the year thing, I've never thought about that. I love Yeah. That. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, sometimes it's like if you have the change and you add it up and you know, cuz you can do the numerology also, the numerology of the date or the numerology of the coins cuz I've been out and I've found like a bunch of change together and then I added it up and that number pertained directly to one of my loved ones. And so it's like you have to sort of take the signs in. And again, they're subtle. So you have to sort of think about them and be like, okay, well, what do they mean by this? You know, that sort of reminds me of the story of this gallery reading that I was doing. And when I was connecting with this person, he showed me a Big Mac and, I, you know, the Big Mac, like from McDonald's. And That's what I was thinking of when he said that. Yep. <laughs> a Big Mac. I know. I guess I'm telling my age here, but, and I'm vegan. So for me, I'm kind of horrified. But so he showed me this Big Mac and all in my head, as I can hear, you know, I'm going back now to that song they used to sing in the commercial about the Big Mac, you know, pickles, onions, lettuce, cheese, you know, on a sesame seed bun and whatever that song was. And so I was telling the client, I'm like, well, I'm getting the Big Mac and I'm getting this song. And I was like, do you understand what that means? And she was like, yeah. And it turns out that the guy that we were talking about, his last name was Pickles. And that was the way that Spirit got it through, was through the Big Mac. And I was just like, they're amazing. And That's they hilarious. Isn't that cool? Super cool. That's hilarious. Full of all these random fun stories, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's my life. Random fun stories. I love it. Okay, so now let's go back to the topic of self-care. So how are you, like, what advice are you giving your clients in terms of things like we could do here and then obviously get in touch for more information? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, self-care is really important. And honestly, I've had the experience and I know a lot of people are like, oh yeah, self-care, like I'll take a half an hour every two weeks. It's like, no, that's not enough, you know? But in busy worlds, especially if you're a parent, you have kids, it's like there really isn't a lot of time. So you really need to schedule in that time, just like you would if you're going to the gym or you have a meeting with a girlfriend or something. You want to schedule that self-care time in because once you feel like you're more connected to yourself and you're more sort of sitting in your soul as opposed to being in your head and like, oh my God, I go to the grocery store and I'm going to pick up the kids and I got to do the dry cleaning. That makes it so much harder to connect to spirit. But when you're able to either meditate or get into nature or go to the beach or whatever it is that works for you to center yourself. So what does Mari do for self-care? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> remember that half an hour every two weeks we talked about? Yeah. <laughs> no, um, no, I'm working on Or I even tell people, look, just take the deep breath. Breathe in and just 
as you exhale, just sort of allow that to drop down your back. And you can feel your shoulders dropping and you can feel yourself drop into your center, into your body. And when you're in that space, then you're able to connect to your loved ones that much better or your pets. And aside from that, you're just more centered. You're in a better place, like as a human. So there's so many benefits to doing that, but you really need to take the time and make the time for yourself. Even if it's, you know, a half an hour every day, it has to be a daily thing. Come down from the day's events. I love it. I love a good bath. That's like so valuable. Great. Yeah, exactly. I know it sounds so cheesy, but... You know, it's like, oh, it takes so much time, whatever. But it's like once you're in there, even if it's 20 minutes and you put some Epsom salt or some oils or, you know, they have those fun bath bombs, whatever it is works for you. It's taking that time and it's reconnecting to self. It's reconnecting to your soul. That's what all the self-care stuff is. It's not magical. You know, if you're taking time, you are getting out of your head, which is your human and dropping back into your body, which is where your soul is sitting. And that is going to make your connections to everything better. I love it. I love listening to high frequency music stuff too. Just while I'm working, I feel like I totally do stuff like that. I don't know if that's weird or whatever. No, it's not weird. And everybody has their own thing. Like a lot of times I'll listen to chanting. Some people like to listen to chanting. I mean, you go on YouTube, there's a million things. Right, true. Songs or singing bowls. You know, I have a couple of singing bowls that I use and that's also a high frequency. So everybody has their own thing, whatever works for them. And that helps you get centered and it makes you more productive. Number one, it makes you feel better and it gets you out of that crazy anxiety head, which, you know, as people, it's very easy to get into. Right. And as it gets into holiday season, people get into that probably more, right? Totally. Totally. Cause they're freaking out about the presents and the, this and the, that, and like they spend, I, I see so many people, they spend all their time in their head. And then when something happens with their loss of a loved one or a pet, they completely fall apart which is normal, except if you are in your head all the time, then you're not connected to your body. And so when something like that happens, it's a hundred times worse for you because you haven't been allowing yourself to feel those feelings and to be connected to yourself. So now it's like my world is shattered. So there's so many benefits to being connected to your soul and to your spirit and staying centered. I love it. So share with us how, before we play game time and stuff like that, can you share how people can <laughs> get in touch for a consultation, how you work with people, and of course, your upcoming masterclass in December. Sure. Yes, absolutely. Well, the best way to get a hold of me, I'm on all the social media platforms, like we mentioned, but you can go to my website, which is mediummari.com, M-E-D-I-U-M-M-A-R-I.com. And you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, of course, Twitter, and YouTube. So I'm on all the platforms. That's that's the best way to get a hold of me. In terms of sessions, I do offer, you know, quote unquote, regular mediumship, just connecting to your loved ones. I offer uh, psychic or intuitive readings, which is basically like life's questions, like about my soulmate or about how what I'm doing with my job or how my kids are doing, things like that. And then I do the animal communication and I can do animal communication with animals that are here. Like if your fluffy is having some behavioral problem, I can talk to him or animals that are crossed over and just sort of connect with them. And if you, a lot of people have questions or want to talk to them and I can do that as well. And it's all virtual at this point or? It is. I mean, I do have an office at Tranquility Wellness in Westford, Massachusetts. And I was, of course, seeing people there in person. But with 
with the virus and in Westford, the virus count has gone up and they've reinstated the mask mandate indoors. And that would be really tough for me to work with a mask on, number one. And number two, it's just I'm a little concerned about the virus and I don't want to spread anything. So, yeah, I do everything virtual. And quite honestly, it's it's even better that way because I do a lot of the work over the phone. So I don't see the person. All I do is hear their voice. And in some way, that's a little less distracting than if I have a person in front of me or even on Zoom because then I'm seeing them and you're picking up all those visual clues. If I'm just on the phone, then all I'm getting is their voice. And I also do chat reading sometimes, which I mean, I think is amazing because all I have is, you know, someone's chatting. And so there I'm just completely tuning into their energy. And it's always amazing what you can get from that. So cool. So the best way to book is through social media or on your website. Yes, go on my website. You can book directly on there. I have a number of different, you know, lengths of appointments depending upon what you want. Um, I also do lost and missing animals, which you had talked about earlier. I don't do a lot of them just because that's super draining. And as you know, it's you know, it's it's sad because sometimes I find the animal and the animals passed, and you know, it's not always the happy ending that we like, but. I do offer that service on my website as well. I've also worked on missing person cases too. Wow. Mari, you are one fully talented media. <laughs> so impressed. Thank you so much. I never much. doubted it for a second. Never doubted it. Just had to plug <laughs> that again. So cool. All right. Thank so you. let's play quick game time. There's like no rush with how fast we need to answer. And I want to talk also too about your fun facts. So you're a licensed clinical social worker full time. That's correct. I'm not currently working in that arena since I'm doing this, but I feel like when I was working as a social worker, I was always using my intuition and, you know, connecting with spirit anyway. This is just sort of like another level of that type of work because clearly the people that come to me are usually bereft or grieving. And so it's, I feel like I'm able to use both of those skills to connect with spirit and help the person that's in front of me. I love it. And you worked in psychiatric hospitals, right? Yes, I did. I worked in private. We used to live in uh, outside of Los Angeles. And so I worked in private psych hospitals. I worked with the chronically mentally ill. Um, I also worked for a Jewish family service in Long Beach for a while. So that was fun. Wow. Full, full, like across the country, you've worked with a lot of different types of people. Yeah, absolutely. So cool. All right. You love to cook. So what's Mari's favorite meal to cook? Oh, well, we love to eat. And, you know, not that you can see me standing, but, you know, I'm fairly tall. I'm like 5'8", but I'm the shrimpy one in my house. Everybody other than me, my daughter is taller than me, and all the boys in the house are six foot five and, and above. So when I come walking in with the, you know, 6'6", six, six and 6'7", six, 300-pound giants, I'm like, yeah, it's my security. <laughs> That's what I tell people. It's me to Mari's security. Um, I love so, it. They like to eat a lot, and you can imagine what my grocery bill is. Um, I cook. I cook a lot of soups. I cook a lot of, you know, I cook vegetarian. We're vegetarian in the house, and so I, you know, I like to cook, you know, like a cream, cream of broccoli soup, or I'll make like a veggie lasagna, or I just made a, you know, a vegan chili. So I like to make a lot. Sounds super yummy. I love chili. It's very yummy with quinoa. So you have the extra added protein, you know, with all the beans and everything. Yeah. Right. That sounds delicious. So good. Okay. And Thank then you, you garden too. That's a fun fact. It is. Yeah. I really love doing that. I don't know. I was doing it earlier. And then when the pandemic hit, you know, we got even more into it. So my whole back deck is just filled with plants. And, you know, now it's obviously waning because of the time, but 
right. it's great to have your own produce, you know, it really is. And it's just sort of fun to, you know, nurture something. I love it. That's, and I feel like it coincides so much that you love to cook your own stuff and you're vegan. It makes complete sense that you'd want to grow your own stuff too. Yeah, exactly. As much as I can. I mean, if I had more time and more land, I would probably grow even more. But yeah, this year I grew a lot of stuff. So it was very fun. I mean, it was a great year to do it, right? Like pandemic, what else was there to do? Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm still, you know, harvesting my tomatoes and everything else that's coming in, my hot peppers. and Sounds delicious. You're making me hungry. I just have to put Uh, <laughs> all right, let's play game time. There's no no like length with how fast you have to answer or anything. It's just a fun way for us to get to know. Mari. Okay. So when you're not cooking, what is Mari's favorite meal to have when she's out? That's a good question. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but I love vegan junk food. <laughs> it's really so bad, what does that but, consist of? Tell. Well, you know, and like regular junk food, like pizza or mozzarella sticks, but vegan. And there's an amazing place in Cambridge called the veggie galaxy and they have the most amazing you know like fries and burgers but they're all they make them vegetarian or vegan and so i can go and get my pizza or you know my enchilada or you know any of that stuff i i'd like unfortunately i like all the junk food so i mean that sounds amazing i feel like i should check that out myself i've never you really should go yeah veggie galaxy cambridge giving them a plug they are fantastic all right cool i'm gonna check it Okay, if you could wear one outfit for the rest of your life from head to toe, what would it be and why? Wow, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I like pink. I always like to wear pink, so probably something pink. But, you know, if it had to be for the rest of my life, I mean, you got to go comfortable, right? You got to go like sweats or something soft and snuggly. And I'm usually cold, so something warm. So would it be like a pink sweater, like basically what you're wearing now? Yeah, maybe, but maybe like more like, you know, like sweatpants and uh, like a sweatshirt, something really snuggly and soft. Love it. And then what shoes are we talking? Flip-flops, definitely. That is the one. I love flag, you know, I'm not wearing them right now, but I love, you know, if, if I could, Being I'm not a big fan of the cold weather. So I love my flip-flops and shorts, you know, all, all year long. Absolutely. So good. Okay. Where is your favorite place you've ever traveled to? And what's a bucket list place you've never been you want to go? Well, probably bucket list would be like Bali. I haven't been there. I love, yeah, any place exotic that has a beach. And my most favorite place is Hawaii. I love Hawaii. I love Maui. And, you know, before the pandemic, we would go quite often. But now it's just so crazy with the travel. I don't have to tell you. But as soon as I can go back, we're going to go back to Hawaii. It's just so spiritual and connected and warm, of course. So. Sounds I love it there. Amazing. That's on my bucket list. I haven't been. I would love to go. Oh, you got, yeah, absolutely. Go. Yeah. Go as soon as you can. <laughs> I feel like it's such a Zen like vibe, right? Totally. Yeah. And I mean, each island's a little bit different, but you know, we like Maui the most because it has it has that super Zen vibe. It has some really beautiful resorts and it also has some amazing restaurants. So, you know, you got to go and where the food is. That's where totally. when I travel, I, you know, I want to go where there's good food. That's awesome. Okay. And final question. If you could spend a day with somebody who's past or alive that you've never met, who would you choose and why? Wow. Who I've never met. It could be more than one person. Some people say more than one. (laughs) I would probably, I mean, my initial thought was my grandmother, but of course I've luckily I've met her. So I would probably want to spend time with my great grandmother's parents, just like my ancestors that I haven't met that would have like we're talking great, great, because I've always been curious about, 
you know, when they came to the U.S. and how they lived and all that. So I'd like to spend time with my relatives that I never got a chance to meet. And That's so sort of Pick cool. their brain. Yeah, because I just, you know, I'm very close to my family and I would just sort of like to get to, to know them. I love it. That's really special, Mari. That's nice. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Who's your favorite person that you'd like to spend time with? I change with? all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I change all the time. I like right I right now I'm going through a phase that I want to meet Bethany Frankel because I feel like she's just created such an empire and is a mom yeah. and is doing all the things. So I feel like she's my latest person I want to meet. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, I'm sure that's a possibility. She's still here. So yeah, you never know. You never know. So this has been so fun today. Please share again with us how people can follow you, reach out for a consultation. That'd be great. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, like again, the best way is go to my website, mediamari.com. And you can book me directly online. You can contact me, email, phone. And that's probably the best way to get a hold of me. But you can also message me on any of the social media platforms and I will get back to you. So that's the best way to get a hold of me. I do. I try to be very good about that. Love it. Well, thank you again, Mari, so much for coming on today. Thank you so much for everybody tuning in to Becoming Next On Scene and stay tuned for your next On Scene. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene. Thank you.